All right. So your music artist was planned to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. What is up, y'all? How you doing? And welcome to episode number 52, I'm pretty sure it is, of I Am Northbound. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. I missed last week. That's because we've been trying to set up the new office and stuff, trying to get things all scheduled here, changing schedules around to make it more efficient. And we just lost an episode (laughs) somewhere along the line. We just lost an episode. But we're leveling up here. Hope you're doing the same. Hope everything is great in your world. We... It's so funny working here at this office because it's normally silent 99.999% of the time, but then just randomly, sometimes the shed next door becomes really busy. And you know, the days that it gets really busy is the exact day that I want to record something. So we'll see how we go. Cause remember last episode, it was the episode before there was a ton of noise. So hopefully uh, I've picked the window good here, but we had to like wait for, um, you know, next door to like leave because they were like, it seemed like they're about to make a whole bunch of noise, but we'll see. We'll try to squeeze in our little half an hour to not make any noise here. And I say we, because it's not just me in here anymore. I've got my brother. He's helping out now. My brother, Luke, he's helping stuff out. Say hi, right? Because you got your own mic now. Hey guys, how you going? <laughs> so if you see me talking to someone off camera, I'm not actually crazy. He's pretty quick on that. Are you doing good today? Doing well. He's pretty quick. All right, I'll give him that. I was just trying to test to see how quick he's getting to the mic. Anyway, yeah, so I hope you're all doing fantastic. Hope everything is fantastically and great in your world. I tell you, this week has been crazy. And I think maybe that also added into the reason as to why. Uh, the episode didn't come out last week was because I put out a call on last week's, uh, the last episode, I'll say, of the podcast saying that I'm prepared to work with some of you guys and I wanted to see if anyone was interested. So I so I put out the podcast episode um, and, I, and I put out an email the next day to the, to the list and to see if anyone was keen. I had hoped that maybe like 30 people wrote back and I woke up to nearly 500 emails from people saying they were keen. So my goodness, I was like wrote two days off of my time replying to people and sorting things out checking people out to see, uh, you know, who who's a good fit and stuff like that. And I tell you, it's great. We've started this week. I'm already working with a whole bunch of music artists and stuff like that to the point where I'm thinking that I might allocate more time for it because there's so many people that couldn't get in that I'm just thinking like maybe I should add, I'm just thinking this out loud, but maybe I should add more time in there or more spots open so that I you know what I'm trying to say more time so I can have more spots open so that I can help more people so if that sounds like something you want to do maybe I might open a few more spots let me know send me an email send me a DM and say if you're interested in that then again I have a waiting list of so many people that want to get in but anyway we'll see what we can do but hope you hope you're doing fantastic today's episode I mean I had a topic planned and then I put up in the Facebook group which if you haven't joined yet you totally should it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash listen pages and inside that you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff if you haven't joined already but we've got a community going of people just like you who are music artists who are hellbound on changing the lives of their listeners and changing the world as a result, right? And I put a question up saying, hey, what do you guys want me to talk about? And I put a poll up and said, you know, just do what I was going to have planned or do something that you want me to do. And yeah, I mean, people started putting in their own options and stuff, but it turns out you guys want me to talk about Facebook ads. Now, I feel like I've talked about Facebook ads a whole ton over the last couple of episodes maybe over the last 10, but um, so I, I wasn't that keen to be honest because I feel like I don't want to repeat myself, especially if you're a longtime listener of the show and you might be thinking like he's been talking about Facebook ads nonstop, but I wasn't actually going to do it. I was actually just going to go with my original plan just because I thought I'd give it a bit more space before I went with Facebook um, the, you know, to, to do Facebook again yeah, the second time or the third time or fourth time in the last couple of episodes. But I got a uh, message left that actually had 
um, a whole bunch of questions that would be absolutely fantastic for me to answer about Facebook ads. And I think it's a bit of an angle that I haven't actually looked at it yet. So today I'm going to be talking about, I won't be answering, that was so dramatic. I was about to say today I'm about to, and then I stuffed it up. Let's try again. Today I'm going to be answering the questions that I was going to say you guys have, but at least one of you has about Facebook ads that I think is really interesting about how music artists can be, lever can be leveraging them to grow their music career. Now I want to make something clear before we get started. I think uh, it's come across to a few people that I'm very anti-Facebook ads. And I, if I could put in a montage, I could just put one in now just to prove that you were right in thinking that because I do say a lot of stuff like don't buy Facebook ads and all this kind of stuff. But let me be clear about Facebook ads. Facebook ads are fantastic. Let me make that, I, that's, that's my stance on them. I think they're amazing. I think they're incredible. However, I don't think most people should be using them as a music artist. The reason I say that is because it requires a lot of skill, a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of know-how to get the best results out of it. And the problem is, is that too many music artists jump in too quickly, too gung-ho, and they try to like, um, too gung-ho, and they, they, they end up making mistakes, they end up just boosting posts instead, they, they get promoted to the wrong audience, they don't target their message correctly, and it doesn't work for them, you know? So I feel like the... The Facebook ads aren't, the going to, aren't going to be the quick solution that people are looking for. I understand that it makes total sense if you're a music artist just stepping into the big wide world of online advertising and you think, hey, I kind of sound like X artist. If I target their fans, they'll check my music out, like my music too, and bam, I've got new followers. But it doesn't necessarily work like that because how many sponsored Facebook posts have you scrolled past from music artists trying to get their music heard? I bet a whole bunch. Now, I've said this before. You might get 10,000 plays on your music video and that's what people say, but Jason, it's totally worth it. I got 10,000 plays on my music video. And it's like, yeah, but how many of those actually clicked through to your page and followed you? Well, barely any, right? How many of them completed the video? If you're finding a lot of people are completing the video, then set up retargeting campaigns and target them to with an offer or something like that because that's obviously working. But you might find that the average watch time of your video is only a few seconds or like 10, 13 seconds or something like that, not very high. So people aren't really watching your video. You're getting plays, but you're not actually getting growth. And that's what you're looking for. Sticky people that stay around that want to become lifelong listeners of your music, right? And even on Facebook, even if even if they followed your page, like Facebook is a terrible organic reach platform nowadays. There's not much organic reach left. So if even if they do follow click through and follow your page, they're probably not going to see your posts anyway because of the way the algorithm works. So I don't know. I feel like Facebook ads aren't the solution that a lot of people are looking for, but I definitely don't think they're awful because they're great if you get your messaging correct. And I don't think a lot of music artists are at that point yet where they have their message sorted or know exactly how to target the right people with the right message. So their ad doesn't stop anyone in their tracks, so to speak. I know a lot of people are using... Um, uh, Facebook ads to do to to get Spotify streams up, and I saw that man. I'm telling you, I, I was gonna. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely amazing at doing this, where I uh, give away stuff too early. But you know, I said that last episode. But I've actually been buying a whole bunch of people's Spotify courses of late. Uh, I know how the Spotify stuff works. I just want to buy to see what other people are selling to music artists to see if they're even giving you the right information. Now, I was saving that for a future episode, but that's episode's coming soon. I'm going to be talking about the Spotify algorithms and why you should not waste money on these courses because they might be able to do stuff, but they're not they're just giving you like short-term results, not picturing the long-term, right? And I saw one the other day about a strategy to, to use to use Facebook ads to get people over to your Spotify streams. But 
this is the thing. I'm, I'll, talk, I'll talk about this on another episode, but it's still like when you look at it for investment to return on investment, it's not like you're going to get, um, you're going to put money in on Facebook ads and make a profit on your Spotify streams, you know? So it's still, it's not going to make you money doing it that way. Anyway, that's that's for another episode. But let's see what questions you got here for me here today about, um, you know, Facebook ads and how they can work for you. I feel so bad because I copy and pasted the text that I got put inside the group so I could answer it on the stream. Oh, sorry, on the podcast, but I completely forgot to put the person's name. So I'm so sorry. Shout out to you though. So first question is if I could talk about uh, cheaper or undeveloped countries versus expensive countries. Okay. I've got a really good, I'm, I was going to say I have a really good opinion on this. I've got a really good thoughts on this. Hopefully it's a good opinion. So I think uh, that I love the idea of leveraging, um, uh, well, they're calling, uh, they're, they're called emerging markets. So like, this is the thing, a lot of people dismiss targeting countries like um, Africa, India, Brazil, Mexico, um, the, the countries that they feel like are cheap likes. And a lot of people refer to engaging with these people as buying likes. And it's not the case. Like there are a lot of people when they say stuff like, oh, you know, they've got 4,000 followers, but they just bought cheap likes from India. Are they, are they not real people that actually like your post and they choose to like it? You don't force them to like your page. You know, they're real people that like you and like your music and want to follow you. So that's their life. Why are you saying that a like doesn't matter unless it's from a Western country? So yeah, completely changed my perspective on that a little while ago when I was thinking about it like that. And yeah, some of the, uh, I've actually ran ad campaigns specifically targeted Africa and I met a whole bunch of amazing music artists in Africa that are doing their thing. And it's just incredible. Some of you that are probably listening right now, it's just, I made so many friends that way too. It's just awesome, right? So yeah, I, I definitely think that leveraging emerging markets is important. Now, there, as we talk about this in the 40s songwriter, there's two types of people, those that sit around and complain and get nothing done and those that actually go out and do and they see the results. Now, and I can tell you, a lot of people are dismissing the cheaper likes on Facebook and saying that it's like, oh, it's buying likes or anything like that. And they're not using them. Now in saying that, remember all of this needs to be taken with the grain of salt or under the premise that or disclaimer that um, Facebook pages are terrible in general. So even if you get likes, it's going to be hard to actually leverage those into like consumed content, so to speak, just because of the fact that organic reach is so low on that platform. However, uh, Emerging markets, a lot of a lot of people are dismissing them, and then paying quite a bit of money to try to get likes in uh, Western countries, and or you know the expensive five, which is Australia, New Zealand, uh, Canada, America, and United Kingdom. But I can tell you now, Coca Cola have invested millions of dollars into growing their audience in India. So they're obviously realizing that these aren't underdeveloped countries; they are emerging markets. They're places that are going to be big in a few years' time. So, so, so they're putting they're so they're putting the work in now, sorry, to blow up in to in a few years' time. So the thing, if it's good enough for Coca Cola, why aren't you doing it? Okay, they love that people are thinking that Indian country, uh, the Indian countries, the uh, like India and those type of likes are not worth pursuing. But I can tell you now. Of course, someone has to reverse a truck back into the building at this exact time, but I can tell you now that India and those types of countries are 100% worth uh, investing in. As long as you can leverage it correctly, that's my asterisk at the end of the sentence. Because yeah, I, I guarantee you, uh, if you just go and get likes and then do nothing with them, 
it's not worth it. Now, there's a guy who wrote a book, Brennan Kane. He wrote the book, A Million Followers. And he talks about how he grew his account from zero to a million followers in 30 days. He actually is like a brand. Uh, he works a lot with strategy of branding and stuff like that. And he uh, has worked with people like Taylor Swift and Rihanna, not just in music space, but in other spaces too. And he actually, uh, he he wasn't actually that well known before he did this strategy, but because of him being able to grow from zero to a million likes in 30 days, he, he all the Western media started wanting to interview him. So that's the thing. You don't just get the likes, you then leverage it against uh, places in uh, that, that care about likes. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just enough to get likes on your page. It's then about using that to get interviewed and to find a point of a, like a, a platform to be able to push your message from. So I could talk about that all day, but definitely I, I don't think that you should be avoiding underdeveloped countries. Uh, but yeah, again, I, I meant to say emerging markets because in my mind, I'm like, I don't believe, I don't think they should be called underdeveloped countries. I think they should be called emerging markets because that's exactly what they are. So forgive that. Uh, second question is, are Facebook interests reliable? I think that uh, Facebook interests are, relatively speaking. It depends because there's two types of things on Facebook uh, and some of them respond based on the things that people have liked versus their behavior. So, yeah, I, I think that they're relatively... Um, I, I think they're relatively reliable or as reliable as you're going to get. So, for example... Uh, I, I don't exactly know how the algorithm works, so I don't feel like I can comment on it that much as how specific it gets. But as far as I'm aware, if you target behavior, it's trying to guess specifically based on their behavior, what they might like. If they've interacted with one thing, they might interact with yours. But maybe they were just browsing and checked it out for a second, or maybe they just pocket dialed it or whatever, so to speak. Like they just bumped it while it was in their pocket and they didn't actually care about the ad. Um, but now they're marked as they care about an ad. Like I remember one time I clicked on an ad for a gym, um, like a for if you own a fitness company, like or if you own a gym, here's a way to get more customers. And I, I was just interested from the digital marketing standpoint. So I clicked through on the ad and for years later, I've just been targeted with nonstop ads about you own a a physical, like a, what is it, personal training business and you need more customers. So here's ads for it. I'm like, I don't own a personal training Um company. So, what's the point of me getting targeted with this ad? Because I clicked on one ad one time. So, yeah, I, I think that you need to split test as always. That's kind of the answer for everything with Facebook ads. If you're going to run them, do them correctly, not through boosted posts, do them through, do them through ads manager and, and, and split test your interests and see which ones are working and scale accordingly. That's essentially the entire thing right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, try the interests out. And I mean, if it works, it works. It doesn't really matter how accurate they are if they're bringing results, right? Because that means they are working. That makes no sense, but you know what I'm trying to say. Next thing is uh, promoting to people who already like your page versus awareness campaigns. Yeah. Okay. So, Facebook have dramatically reduced organic reach. So, there is a thing now that if you post, if you don't know this already, you're in for a rude awakening. If you post on your Facebook page and have a thousand followers, not a thousand people are going to sit. That hasn't been that way ever, I don't think. But it's it's down to like between one and three percent or less than that now. I'm not sure, but it's quite low. So, you won't even get that many, that many people seeing your post. So, you can actually run... Uh, posts that are that are you are paying to be to be seen by the people who who are your audience essentially people who have liked your page and want something to do with you, um, is that fair? Well, you probably don't think it's not, and to be honest, I don't think it is either because those people have clicked through and liked your page. But then again, we're playing by Facebook's rules because we're on their platform, so it's fair because they say it's fair. But yeah, I mean, you can promote yourself to your own audience, uh, the people who have liked your page, but. Ultimately, when this all comes down to it, remember, if you do all this that I'm saying, like, oh, promote to your your, your own page or, you know, different, different things like that, or like 
you could try to sell to these people or run an ad and split test and do your interest and see what works. None of this matters if your offer is not good enough in the first place. And this is what I'll get to that in a little bit, but, you know, just think that for now. Okay. You can't just say, Hey, listen to my music and think that people will. Next question we've got here is, uh, what are the best strategies? I mean, I'll tell you, I haven't actually uh, read through these questions. So I'm going to, these are my off the cuff answers for this best strategies, uh, specifically for Instagram. Okay. So specifically for Instagram, uh, I don't think there is a specific strategy. I think that if you create a great ad on Facebook, it should translate to Instagram. I don't think you need to create um, Instagram only campaigns because the uh, platforms are kind of similar and yeah, a good offer will be a good offer everywhere. I think that you only have to consider tailoring your advertising strategy when you're thinking about using something like Google, for example, because that's uh, intent-based marketing or when they're searching for, I think that's right, right? But it's like where they're searching for, I might have said the wrong word there, but it's where people are searching for a response versus um, where you're just getting it in your feed. Okay. And so Facebook and Instagram work the same way. So you kind of want to keep the ads similar in that regard. Uh, the only thing I'd say is that make sure, maybe this is the right answer though. You have to, if you do a video, it has to be confined to in, in Instagram's uh, feed video length, which is 60 seconds. Hence why my video, if you saw my ad for my audiobook, was here's how, here's why people aren't listening to your music in less than 60 seconds. Cause I only had 60 seconds to work with. I originally scripted that ad to be 60 seconds on Instagram and then take it to Facebook and, and make it like a minute long. I'm sorry, not a minute, a minute 30 long. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it just didn't. I thought to myself, hey, if I have to make it 60 on one, make it 60 on the other. And it worked well. So I just keep your ads the same on both platforms, to be honest. Okay. What is a reasonable budget? So as someone who has spent more money on Facebook ads than I have ever seen in my lifetime, I've just paid for someone's kid to go through college at Facebook. I can tell you that um, I started very small. So I originally started my ad campaigns at like a dollar or two dollars a day like really low but you can't expect to see results for that because what if your cost per conversion to actually get someone to buy something or do something this is in the business world is, is actually like nine dollars that means you have to run like three or four days worth of ads before you actually get one sale and you'll think the ads suck but if, if you turn your like ad, ad spend up every day if you spend nine dollars a day you can only expect to get one sale so your budget is ideally what's profitable for you. And that's what's difficult about the music industry. This is why I don't particularly enjoy recommending Facebook ads and why doing a whole episode on Facebook ads to me is a little bit like, oh, I don't feel like I'm giving you any value. Maybe I'm actually helping you out, helping you learn how to navigate it. But man, I tell you, Facebook ads are just not, you just can't get a return of investment out to go, well, you know, that's profitable, then scale it. Because if you find that $9 is your cost per conversion and you can you can afford to do that, if you're selling something worth more than that and it's, and it's profitable, then just start scaling it until you start to see a drop in return on ad spend because you might need an ads manager to come in. That's what I did. I passed all my ads off to a um to a, to an ads manager because he knows what he's doing. He's sorting it out now and you know, so we can increase our spend without losing all the, um, the ROAS. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's a terrible budget to start with, but it depends on what your objective is. If you're trying to sell stuff, it needs to be profitable. But if you're just going for brand awareness or like strategy, it's whatever you can afford. Um, you can get likes for like one cent each, if that matters to you. But again, as I said, it's just about, um, and yeah, that's the thing. But I don't want to encourage you to go off and go, oh, it's only a center like, cool, I'll get 50,000 likes on my page, but we've got no music yet. Like people are going to see through that. And if it looks sketchy, people are going to assume that you did something sketchy to get it. So they're not going to think, oh, you know what you're doing with advertising and that you're, you've grown your audience that way. They're just going to think that you've like, um, 
not, well, I don't know what the word, word is. They'll, they'll think it's fraudulent. Okay. And people will think that you've bought fake accounts. So you just got to make sure that it, it suits wherever you're up to in your music journey and that you leverage it when you have the numbers to leverage, I guess. All right. The next thing we've got here is what are good results and how to evaluate your ads. Okay. So for good as for good results, as I said, it's profitability. If you can find that it's sustainable, then it's done. But then again, sometimes you're not actually selling something and you're looking for growth. Don't just aimlessly start to promote your music and also to, to promote an ad and be like, you know, I want to promote something, I promote something you will get likes or whatever for no reason. You have to have a reason to do that. So as I talk about uh, recently, take your five-year plan and reverse engineer the entire thing back to every single step you need to do. And if you realize that from where you are now to the next step requires Facebook ads in the middle to boost likes or to boost brand awareness or to get views up on a video, to leverage it, to get to another, to the next step, then do it. But don't just do it for no reason. Don't just because you've put a song out go, I'm just going to boost this and see if I can get the plays up. Because if if you're just going to get the plays up and no one's going to listen to it, okay? The only person that's going to be satisfying is you because you'll be thinking, I got 30,000 plays on my new video. That makes me feel fantastic. But then you found out that no one really watched it. You just got a few people sort of half interested that might've looked at it by mistake. And that's when it all comes crashing back to earth, right? So uh, yeah, I, I would say don't just go in with no plan. Like use it for a reason. Don't just put an ad up for no reason whatsoever. But remember, this all comes back to the messaging. I can't wait to get to that point. How long we got, Luke? How, how long have I got left in this episode? About 10 minutes left. All right, cool. Well, I got plenty of time. I can sort that out. So look at that. Now I can check so I don't just finish the episode like last time and it'd be 20 minutes long because it felt like I talked for half an hour in that one. All right. So, um, what are the options or automatic placements and default settings like Facebook Marketplace? Are they a waste of time? Okay. So if you haven't run Facebook ads before, when you actually choose where you want your ads to display, you have the option of automatic placements. And that, and that means Facebook like puts your ad in people's feeds and people's stories in uh, the audience network, like on other sites, like gaming websites and stuff. I mean, like mobile games, you can actually get your ad to display there, like like in the sidebar on a desktop. And there's like, you know, marketplace, Facebook video um, in Facebook watch, I think it's, it's called an in-stream videos and all, and all this kind of stuff. And that's just Facebook. There's also for Instagram as well. And a whole bunch of things there. I will say, if you're going to if you're going to create ads, do it in a way that uh, is native to the specific placement you're looking to do. Now, this doesn't mean you have to come up with a new ad for every single placement. I personally, when I go in and do them, now I don't know if this is the right way, but this is how I get my results and how I've seen other people get theirs. Uh, there might be ad specialists out there that say this is a terrible idea, but I've seen good results from doing it. I turn every I turn everything off bar the feed. That's it, and I create an ad for a feed and I just show it in the feed. I know you probably get lower bids and stuff and like better placements on other little things, but I find that they're the most effective anyway. So I just leave the feed ads on. Uh, you can leave automatic placements on and Facebook will scale it accordingly. But something, excuse me, that I see that people do that is completely wrong is create an ad that's like a 60 second video. So then, then, so then it put, then it puts it up as a Instagram story and it won't play the video or it just shows a still image and all this, the captions cut off and it looks gross. So you probably see ads like that all the time. So, so why do that? In my opinion, create a feed ad, leave that, let, leave that to run, let that run. Uh, so, sorry. And so then go to Instagram and build a specific ad that's 1080 by 1920. So you get the vertical thing and build a specific, a specific ad that's 15 seconds long to fit the story thing to get people's attention for that. Now, a lot of people are recommending cause story ads are 
are kind of cheaper than feed ads at the moment, I think still, or they're just a great opportunity, is to build an ad specifically for the story. So, and don't even run feed ads at all. Just do 15 second stories specifically if it's for something like a Spotify stream or like a new music video or something you're trying to bring awareness to. But remember, if you're pushing people to a specific area where they can't then like follow you and continue on, if the, if the, journey ends with watching your video, it's a wasted opportunity because you want those people to stay around. You can't expect them to remember who you are, then want to just naturally seek you out on their own, whatever. Like they're on the screen. So tell them where to go next. Tell them how to find out more. And this is the thing. I want to get to the plot about the motivation already. Let's just get keep going so I can get to that because I keep coming back to the same exact point. All right. I actually... It's time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. I can actually do the part I wanted to get to because the last question, I actually don't have a thoughts on this. So what do I think about someone's course? I don't know anything about that course. Maybe I'll look into it and give you advice. All right. Thank goodness. Now I've answered all your questions about Facebook ads. Hear me out about why you should think about what you're telling people in the first place. Okay. So if you're putting videos up just about your music career, I don't think you're going to see like a new music video, your latest album, whatever like that. I don't, I don't think you're going to get much of a response. And as I talk about in the listen path, curious listeners, which is the second stage in other people who listen to music. Okay. You can't just do it to a cold audience, which is Facebook ads are targeting cold people and asking them to listen to your music. So what do you do? Well, you you need to come up with something that makes cold people curious so they can listen to your music, okay? And And because you're advertising and cold people, you need to tailor your ad campaign specifically for that. So advertising, like watch my latest music video or like, you know, check this out or like buy my album. That's way down the track. Okay. So don't, don't do that. Or like listen to my song on Spotify. Even people will scroll right on by because cold people do not respond to that. You need to create a message that cold people respond to. So, well, I'll tell you this then create that message first. And with the people that interact with that cold ad, those are the people who have, you've caught their attention, retarget them with an ad to listen to your music. And that's how you're going to get it to work for you. Okay. It's not as simple as just boosting a post and hoping for results. You need to get their attention and, and then market to, to those curious listeners with the next step they need to take. Then market to those people with the next step they need to take. Then market to those with the next step they need to take and just slowly step them toward to where you want them to be. That's how you make them take the steps down your listen path. So, you, you need to focus specifically on your message to cold people. Now, how do you do that? All right. Dive deep into your motivation. The reason why you create music in the first place. It can't just be listen to my new song. It needs to be something that stops people in their tracks. You need to speak to someone's internal conversation that they have with themselves, that they feel like people don't understand them. And they're just looking for that guidance and someone who gets what they're struggling with or going through or whatever your music can provide to them. It doesn't have to be negative like that. It can be something like, positive. Like you want to, if you write music to make people dance, then you need to find their conversation. But I, I went, I wrote an album about mental health. So I usually default back to that, but you need to find like what their internal conversation is, then create something that resonates with them. Usually this will have nothing to do with your music whatsoever. Okay. Maybe you use your music as the background track, but it needs to speak to their internal conversation and provide some sort of value to them to make them feel like, you know, what they're talking about. I tried to do that with my Facebook ad and my, my Instagram ad about my audiobook. I found out that the internal conversation, I thought, it was when I first guessed the music artists want to be signed to a record label, but the bigger, pro- the bigger thing that they have all in like their internal conversation is uh, at least the, the bigger thing they're thinking about more than record labels is why aren't people listening to my music? So after finding that out, my ad became, here's why people aren't listening to your music in less than 60 seconds. Okay. Tried to sum up their entire problem in 60 seconds. And if you give me 60 seconds of your time, I'll explain the, the science, I guess, behind why people aren't listening to your music and then tell you, 
where you can find what I do. Now, I did a pretty ambitious thing, which is try to convert people from cold to curious to low stage, uh, to high stage curious to, uh, for them to figure out uh, to, to be able to purchase from me. So that's like a whole nother thing. And the ad did well. So I'm pretty proud of what I was able to create, but you don't have to go for something so ambitious. Just provide something that speaks to their internal conversation, like a video, then target those who watch more than a certain percentage of it. So know that those are the ones who are interested. Your costs uh, will go way down. Your ad costs will, will hit rock bottom because you're advertising directly to curious people. Won't be many, but if you can speak to them, provide them the right offer, that's where you're going to get people following you on. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the I Am Northbound podcast. I hope you loved it. Why not check out another episode? I'm sure you can find one right below wherever you found this one. But before you do, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on right now. It helps me grow the podcast more than you know. And that way I can help more music artists change lives with their music too. 